Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 475, recorded from the D. Fauntleroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co-host and my cousin mike down in florida how you doing today michael oh i'm doing well how you doing i'm doing pretty good oh that's good to hear what's new nothing how's the golf game uh i've been in the 80s the past couple times oh that's good because you were ready to quit not too long ago oh yes yep so your game's just rounding into form and then the course is going to close for three months yep (laughs) just perfect timing what are you going to do what else is new? Nothing. How was that 5K? You want to talk about oh, that? Oh, it was enjoyable. Yeah? Why? What did you like about it? You said that... I just... I liked running when I was younger, and I got the yeah. juices. Get that, like, runner's high, kind of? Yeah, it's just more of a mental thing, you know? Just, am I going to be able to finish it? Am I, like... You do all, like, the training, and it pre- actually does prepare you for it. Was it more like because it was being timed and other people that kind of got that competitiveness going a little bit. Not no. like that you were racing anybody, but just to finish it, like you said. Yeah, I just wanted to be able to finish it and not have to walk any of it. Yeah. And then you had, would you get a nice, like, Michelob Ultra at the end or something? Oh, they had, like, all free stuff after it. Yeah. Like, all oh, drinks had, or other stuff, too? Oh, they had uh, they had hot dogs. Yeah, how many did you have? I had two. Yeah. Yeah, at nine in the morning. Were they good? Yeah, they were pretty good. That's like you're good. just dying at that time. But I'll tell you that Mick Ultra draft. <laughs> you know how I stopped drinking beer. Yeah. So oh, that must have tasted it was so good. Now I assume you don't eat too much the morning of, right? Yeah, I was reading they said like to have like bananas or like yeah. little like light carbs, like they said like an apple with peanut butter. That makes sense. Like you like, wouldn't yeah, want to have we like got pancakes and, and eggs. Have, yeah, yeah, we didn't have a cup of coffee or anything. Yeah, you know, so looking you were... back, you know, it's probably smarter too to get up a couple hours and just hydrate. You know, oh, we exactly. slammed like a twenty-four ounce tumbler of water, which doesn't get into your system for another hour or two. So, a lot of people at this right? It was a, yeah, a, this was a, a big, big one. Yeah, yeah, they still huge turnout in Sarasota. Yeah, it's right near the um, right near the mall, University Town Center. Oh, okay. Um, so over, we've driven by, you know, where the PGA Superstore is? Yep. Right across the street, that big mall. Oh, okay. That's kind yep, of so there's a area. huge lake there. Now, what was this one like 
for was it to raise money for something or was it just kind of an event they do it's just an event that's cool yep so they do paddle boards too so like some people like you can do the 5k yeah and then it's a 5k paddle board oh that sounds miserable and these people were coming off man and i'm telling you they were in some of these people were in agony oh i bet i can't even imagine they were like and like you you'd see because you had to like you had to come off the paddle board or is that what is what is it called like when you stand up is that a paddle board like i think so yeah Yeah, so i think that's what it is so like you saw like like guys who like looked like they were in good shape and like literally like an hour after some of the leaders were coming in yeah and they're coming in you got to run with like one of the paddles and you just have to cross the finish line and they're just like their eyes are closed i mean they looked miserable so that's almost like an iron man kind of thing yeah and like i said you know the running part is easy like you anybody can train for a fight like you wouldn't be just be able to run one tomorrow without but you know you give yourself a month or two of just a little bit of training and it's not that big of a deal but like this thing i mean you're talking all upper body yeah, that's, that's not something that you and I are going to be able to jump on and go three miles. And like, like how do you, you even might... train on that? Like, yeah, it's not I don't. Like... That's the thing. Like, how do you even you go out in your pool and just go back and forth? Yeah, on thing or something. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty intense. I'm not going to lie. That's uh, those triathlons or the Ironmans or whatever yeah, they call. Yeah, it them, just looks miserable. Doesn't where they it? do like the biking and the marathon and then the swimming. Yeah, like that's crazy to me any of it but like you said i mean doing a 5k that's a good that's a good one to you know train and build up to and like does it make you want to do longer races or is 5k yeah like no I'm gonna, well i'm gonna do another 5k uh in june um i think eventually i'd like to get up to a half marathon yeah that's a lot that's 13, yeah, it's like 13, 13 change you got to do the Disney one if you get up that high. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to do a show, actually. I'm going to see if Joe Quat and Angry Newfield Jr. want to come on because we've been looking at those. I'll use my PTO week if you're going to talk running because I'm going I'm gonna to tap. No, I, I'm kidding. But that would be a good topic for sure. I know a lot of people do that. It's definitely something that is very yeah, We were watching videos. It just looks like so much fun. Like a lot of people just say, like Kristen's roommate and and his her wife they've done them and one likes to run the other one hates to run but she said it was so cool just being able to see parts of epcot that you can't normally yeah like at six in the morning or whatever yeah and they have like all you can actually i don't know if it's always the case but i guess you can even like go on rides and stuff in the middle sometimes yeah i mean like some people you, you pose for pictures and yeah a lot of people you could yeah i've heard you can go on rides i mean I don't know. It just looks cool. Like imagine being in the middle of a half marathon. You just hop on like Expedition Everest, go on a, a couple times, and then I don't know if I could handle that because when you run, sometimes you get like the nauseous. Plus, if you stop, like it's right. almost like you can't. I don't know, like especially something like that that you've never done. If you're trying to get 13 miles and you stop for five minutes, you might just be like, I can't start again. Because that's what happened. My my second half was actually stronger than my first half. Oh, really? When I hit mile one, one and a half, I turned it on a little bit. My time was even better. So there you go. I got into that. Kind of got that groove going. Yeah. Now you have no interest in doing a 5K? Uh, not particularly. I mean, I would do maybe like a Disney one. Like if Sarah was doing a half marathon or something, like I'd she used do... to run, didn't she? Oh, yeah. She still does sometimes. Oh, not does like, she? Not in like races, though. She never did any long distance 
But she was a runner before. Like, she had knee problems, right? Yeah. So that's kind of held her back on any of that kind of stuff. But um, you got some good intel the other day. Yeah, I did. From a listener of the show. I don't know if you want to name names. but No, we won't about... name names. But you, a couple weeks ago, you know, we had a conversation about how certain people answer their office phones. And yes. we brought up Richard Patino. Or I'm sorry, Richard Patino is a younger son who used to coach at Minnesota. Rick Patino. And yes. how he potentially answered his phone. And I got a message Saturday. From an anonymous source? From an anonymous source. I will never reveal my sources. That's good. And this person actually got connected to Rick Patino. And, and he answers his phone. This is Rick Patino. That was... And it was by mistake, right? It was by mistake. He was trying to call somebody in IT. And they said, is this Rick? The greatest part is he says, is this Rick in IT? And he said, no, this is Rick in basketball. <laughs> Rick in basketball. That does sound like something you would say, though, right? Well, how else do you answer that? Yeah. Like, obviously, you don't know. I just said, this is Rick, Pati- this is Rick Patino. And he probably thinks somebody's prank calling him or something. Like, like is this there... was... What, Chris, is there a second layer to that conversation where you're like, oh, I was trying to get to so-and-so. and your Yeah, I was trying similar. to get to. That's very funny. I showed the messages to Kristen. And she said it's the most ridiculous thing that she's ever seen. And the way she said, she said, you guys have this ridiculous hypothetical. Like you're mm-hmm. talking a, a ridiculous, insane hypothetical. It's the stupidest thing about how a college ba- basketball coach answers I, his office phone. Not just any coach, a specific one. Yeah, yeah. And we got the answer. And we and we actually got the answer again for that same is... exact coach. It's not like oh, right. I I I called Mike Shashevsky's office. Like you know, like all the all these clowns. Who like, oh, you know, our view, oh, yo, we have huge numbers and how do you, you look, all I have to say, I don't look at the numbers. I don't look at our reach. All I know is we question how Rick Patino answers his phone. And we have a listener who actually could answer that question. Who got that answer? Yeah. That's very funny. Is that now that we manifested that? Is that crazier than the manifestation of Eugene? No, it wasn't. Or, or Larry, I mean. Larry, Remember we, yeah. Larry, when we were in Epcot and we were describing him and then he walked by us with the same exact voice that we were making up in our heads. I still think that's more messed up than this story. Than the Rick I don't Patino. know. I mean, this is messed up, but that one was like we invented a person out of whole cloth and they showed up in front of us at Epcot. Do you want to explain that one? I think we did. We were just making fun of a... For anybody who's, who's new? When we were... This was... Right at the last Illuminations, we were doing our gentleman's trip, and it was just the two of us at that point, and we were having breakfast, we were talking about, like, the made-up person, Larry, and how we would go, Ma, you gotta come with me to the roller coaster, we make it up the voice and everything. Like, I do them, I do them on the golf course, I used to do it early on, even before I played with Alex, and he's a guy that has knee socks, and he's like, oh, like, when yeah. I was playing with Kurt, he irritated Kurt. Yeah, of course. Oh, nice swing there, Curtis. Like, I call him Curtis. Oh, good ball, Curtis. That's probably the best one of the day. Thanks, Larry. 
That's funny. But and then like we were describing what he would look like and how he'd have like the the zinc oxide like sunscreen on his nose and the and the backpack and the high socks. And then we saw a guy that looked just like that walk by us going well, to at first Hawaii of all Fest. we heard it we were standing together that's right and we heard this guy go hey mom i'm gonna go to hawaii and get some sliders yes i could still remember it like it's like it was yesterday like i know exactly where we were standing he had that same exact his voice was better than our made-up voice yes and he was just there we tried to follow him around for a little bit i think right yeah i got a picture of him we got like, a picture I turned of him. it into a cartoon but he had that zinc yeah he had the backpack. He had the knee-high socks. And he was with his mom. And, had and he was voice. with his mom, letting her know that he was going to the Hawaii booth to get some sliders. I think that's more messed up than Rick Patino, but maybe not. We have some messed up stories, don't we? I mean, how does either of those things happen? This is where we get our two stars right here. Yeah, someone's not going to like this story, are they? Gonna get a bad review. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Well, let's uh let's take a break, Hut. What do you think? All right. We'll be right back. Joined by the Hall of Famer and the new coach of St. John's University basketball, Rick Patino. Rick, why did you end up saying to yourself, St. John's, that's my new home? Well, first I didn't have to move. <laughs> and that's the most exciting. I didn't want to move again. Um, and then secondly, I remember those days when St. John's was great. I coached against them at Providence. I coached against Lou, uh, both in the Big East tournament as well as the regular season games. I knew what St. John's was back then, and um, we're going to build it back up. Uh, no question in my mind. It's got to be done right away because I don't have a lot of time. Uh, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, but you have to do it right away in New York. New York is not patient. I, I learned that as the Nick coach. Patience is not a virtue in New York has to be done right away. So whether you're the coach of the Yankees, coach of the Knicks, coach of the Rangers, coach of the Islanders, it does coach of the Giants or the Jets, you realize you have to do it right away. Aaron Rodgers is going to find out very soon. Pars, you like that interview? That You know what? All I can do, I can just see him like where he does. And he, yeah. I love when he nods his head. Yeah, he's, he's definitely an Italian. Did he nod his head during that interview? Oh, yeah, he was nodding his head a lot. I love when he nods his head, especially like when they get him like right at the half. Yeah. He's trying to get in the locker room. Well, we got to make like, some second half adjustments. And he just He's like leaning in, trying to listen. Yeah, he gets yeah. his head in there. And... <laughs> That's so dumb. Oh, he is so good. I caddied for him. You knew that, right? No. When did you Yeah. What, he was at Providence? Uh, he had just taken the Knicks job. So he was at Providence. He was at Warwick Country Club. Oh, really? I don't yeah. think I ever told that. It was my first time I was training for doubles. Pete Duffy, our pro, said, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to be your first day. You're going to try it. We're going to see if you can do doubles. And you got Rick Patino's back. I got the, I got, I got the pro and I got Rick Patino. <laughs> so he had just taken a Knicks job and he's talking about the trade that they made with Chicago, Charles Oakley for uh, Billy Cartwright. Yeah. And I can always hear the Madison Square Garden public address and that was Bill Cartwright. That was a, he was the best public address announcer. Yeah, next late two nothing. Um, so he's talking about, and I think he might have been doing the nods to to Pete Duffy, like, oh, this is a good trade for Chicago for right now, and this is a good trade for us in the future. And I was getting all the all the emoji all the from all the intel from Rick Patino. So we're coming down nine. Nine's a little. Have you ever caddied at Warwick? 
Uh, once nine, a long time ago. Beautiful par three along the bay. Gorgeous. Okay. Great, great hole. And Pete looks at me, he goes, Mike, you can't keep up. You just, he goes at the turn. He goes, you, you, I got to get somebody to carry somebody. You can't do doubles. He's like, you just, I was falling behind. I did, you know, like at first you got to figure out, you always have to be moving ahead. Yeah. And it's probably like being a server at a restaurant. As soon as you fall behind, you're done. Yeah. It's so not like done. you couldn't carry the bags. You just couldn't, you didn't, have I couldn't keep, down. I didn't know yeah. where to go. You know, yeah. like I'm, I'm over here and the other guy's 30 yards behind. So I was going to the guy who's obviously hitting that, you know, right. Ladder. So I said, no offense, Pete. I said, but can I just caddy for Rick for the back nine? He's like, no, I get it. No, that's that's fine. So I think he like went in a car or grabbed one of the other kids. And <laughs> so I finished with Rick Pitino. There you go. Rick what Pitino and Bob May. Bob May. That's a good. Uh, Those are two. I mean, that's, that's a good, good resume book. right there. Yeah. My most famous was uh, Brian Boucher and Brian Berard as a double loop. Brian Barad was he a hockey player? They both were from. They both Barad went to Mount St. Charles, right? They both did. Yeah. Okay. Boucher was a goalie. Played for the Flyers for a long time, and Barard's a guy that goes like I tore out. Oh, okay. On the like the the uh, stick hit his eye, and it was like that was one of like the most gruesome injuries in NHL. But I caddy for those guys. That's my those are my famous ones. They must have hit a mile. Hockey players. Oh, the ball. they killed it. They yeah. killed a ball. I pl- I play with a hockey player who hits at three twenty and he shoots one hundred and ten. You know, just... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get to the topic right. this week. It's let's episode go. number four hundred seventy five of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. There's a lot of big news ca- that came out from uh, Walt Disney World today. Um, five updates to make your visit easier is the headline from Walt Disney World. This is written by Eric Scott of the Disney Parks blog. He's a senior manager of communications. And uh, we have some big news. I mean, you looked at this news. It's we're pretty cynical at times, but I feel like this is a pretty good, pretty good update all around. Don't you think? Uh, no, not really. You don't like this update? I'm fine with it. Like, I think it's stuff that people have been kind of like asking for and hoping for. Yeah. So I'll I'll read some of their their uh, press release, and then we can we can go through it. Says every guest who visits Walt Disney. Do we Disney... want to do a, a quick a quick uh, prayer for uh, for Father Iger? Why is that? He, we need to thank him for. Oh, we have to thank all of this. We have to thank one Weasel Bob for getting in a, the in other a little Weasel in Bob. a little in a little cheerleader form. Thanks, Bob Iger. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, okay. So let's <laughs> just do. Let me get the incense with him and through him and in him in the unity <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. All right, go ahead. Uh. Every guest who visits Walt Disney World has a completely unique experience. The magic of these experiences come from little moments, ones we don't quickly forget, like the decor when you step into a Disney resort hotel, the smell of your favorite Disney treat as you walk down Main Street, the cast member who went out of their way to help you, or feeling the thrill as you race across the grid on Tron Light Cycle Run. Uh, Thousands of these unique moments happen every day, creating a deeper connection with Disney, yada, yada, yada. That's why we recently rolled out updates to improve the guest experience, like bringing back complimentary overnight self-parking. They're patting themselves on the back for that. Adding attraction photos taken in the park to your Genie Plus service and more. Today, we're thrilled to share more exciting news just in time for the launch of 2024 bookings for theme park tickets. Disney Resort Hotel stays and packages at Walt Disney World on May 31st. So that's when they're going to 
release next year stuff coming up in a couple weeks. These updates will make planning your future Walt Disney World visits simpler and easier so you can further enjoy all we have to offer and make more memories. The first thing is, starting on January 9th, they will be removing theme park reservation requirements for date-based tickets. So theme park reservations will no longer be required for date-based tickets. When getting your ticket, you will simply select a start date for January 9th or later. Complete your purchase, and then you will be all set. For reference, date-based tickets are the standard ticket option they offer to guests. For other admission types, including non-dated tickets, theme park reservations may be required to help continue managing attendance and delivering a great experience for everyone. You could check with admission types. You could check which admission types require park reservations by visiting blah, blah, blah before you purchase. So what do you think of the first one here? Does this affect you as an annual pass holder? You could just walk in? Nope. Not yet. Not yet. What is it? I don't even really understand this one. So. Oh, you just don't have to make a. So if I buy my tickets for those days, like July 10th through 15th, I can go to any park on those days, basically. Yeah. So if you if you buy a five day ticket, you can just go to the parks wherever I want. I don't have to worry about it. Right. So that's helpful. Mm hmm. All right, the next one is introducing good-to-go days for annual pass holders and cast members. Mm-hmm. Um, they plan to offer select days which annual pass holders and Disney cast members may visit Walt Disney World without needing a park reservation. Once introduced, we will roll out these good-to-go days on an ongoing basis. This will be in addition to the recent update, which offers pass holders the opportunity to visit the theme parks after 2 p.m. without needing a park reservation, except Saturdays and Sundays at Magic Kingdom. Good-to-go days may vary by park, and past blockout dates and capacity limitations continue to apply like they do now. Please stay mm-hmm. tuned for more details on good-to-go days. So this is basically going to be, if they don't have a lot, you could just show up, basically, if you have an AP. You don't need to worry about it. You'll know ahead of time what days they are. I'm guessing it's probably subject to change of which ones you can do and what, like... It may say, you know, May 10th is a good-to-go date, and then as you get closer, maybe it's not good to go anymore. I don't know if they can take them away like that as they get busier, but I guess we'll see. That You must like that one a little bit. Gives you more flexibility. Plus the after 2 o'clock thing, which is when you usually go anyway. You basically don't need a reservation to go in. You know you know what I view my annual passes as now? What's that? Just insurance. It's an insurance policy. Insurance. <laughs> it's just we just renewed them and it's just it's insurance. We just pay it every month and we don't use it. Yeah. I mean, you I, eventually you'll use it. You like going to the parks once in a while. Yeah. I don't know, maybe not. Like you said, it's just your insurance. Um, the next one, which this is a big one, bringing back uh, Disney dining plans. Disney dining plans will be coming back as an option for those staying at Disney Resort hotels who purchase a vacation package starting with stays January 9th, which will also be open for bookings on May 31st. Um, we know our guests and families in particular have missed the dining plans, which offer guests the convenience and peace of mind of prepaying for their meals and snacks. 
Guests will be able to choose from two popular options, packages that include either the Disney Quick Service Dining Plan or the Disney Dining Plan. Both plans will be great value for families with young children with access to many spectacular food and beverage offerings across Walt Disney World. Uh, it seems like I saw some other things posted that um, dining plans will also be available for DVC stays. So you could just add a dining plan onto your DVC or a resort-only stay if you're an annual pass holder as well. Which has always been the case. When they've offered it, yes. Right. So it seems like they're not taking that away. Because we had always looked into that whenever we went on our stays. And maybe it would be advantageous because before it was we always had tables in Wonderland. Right. And now with the the DVC discount and your pass discounts, they're not always they're not at every restaurant and you, we gotta see the price breakdowns when they announce that and right. if it's worth it. Now I wonder with me as someone who is DVC but not an annual pass holder, could I do a dining plan on a resort only stay in theory? Oh, and what what do you mean? Like if I book DVC and I just want to get a dining plan, I don't have to have park tickets, right? Don't know. Yeah, anyway, I guess I'd have to look into that. Um after as you're reading all this stuff, yeah. It goes to show that Bob Chapek is still with the company. Why is that? Because I think he's been writing all this jargon. Oh, you think so? Remember all of his BS? You know, they, they they had to buy him out. So they probably said, hey, we need you. To, we, you want to take like a little corner office job in the marketing department? <laughs> yeah, that's true. We we listened to our guests. Therefore, we took away the Magical Express. Like, yeah. Hello? Me? Hello? This is Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino. Continuing to provide extended park time to Disney Resort Hotel guests. So this is just going to be what already happens. They're continuing to offer the popular early theme park entry for visits through 2024 every day across all four theme parks. Um, gives you a jump start on your day. For those staying at Deluxe Resorts and Deluxe Villas, they'll also be continuing to offer extended evening hours on select dates at parks through 2024. Early theme park entry and extended evening hours require valid theme park admission and a resort ID. So they're just continuing a perk that already is happening, which isn't bad. And the last one, which I think is probably potentially the best one, in my opinion, is simplifying the Genie Plus experience. We have heard from guests, and they would like ways to plan with D, uh, Disney Genie Plus. We have heard from guests. Day, before we have day, heard from our guest parts. They just want to spend more money. Um, we are working on ways guests may do this for visits in 2024. Our goal is to give you the opportunity to spend less time planning in the park and more time enjoying your visit with friends and family. While we are not able to share specific details, we look forward to sharing more information at a later date. Um, and that's so basically... you said this was the best news. Like I, d I haven't heard a thing. Well, All it I sounds like is... it sounds like you're going to be able to pre-select things instead of having to wake up at seven a.m. Oh, like if it goes back to like how FastPass Plus was, except now you have to pay for it. I think that's the best option of how they mangled this. Granted, it used to be included. Now it's a, a add-on, but I'd rather I'd pay for that. If I could plan it ahead of time and take my three things like you used to do with FastPass Plus and, you mm -hmm. know, be able to pick what time you want to 
do certain rides, plan your reservations around it, things like that. Like that was, mm-hmm. well, I I wouldn't mind paying for that. Instead of the way they have it now, you don't know what you're going to get. You're paying this big price for it, and it's a crapshoot. So those are the those are the updates. What are your what are your thoughts on those? I mean, that's a lot of news coming out at once. I have to say, yeah, a lot of changes. Now, I know uh, your thoughts are probably: Is this like a panic move? They're worried about some of the the lighter crowds and maybe some their things aren't looking so good for next year. And no, to... no, they've listened to us. Oh, they're listening they've listened to, us? to you. Okay, so they're just they're only doing this because we want it. They're not doing it for Yes, they own. took away they took away the dining plan because a few years ago everybody said they didn't like the dining plan. I thought they took it away because of COVID. Well, initially, but they never brought it back because people said they didn't like it. They didn't like it, but now but they now like it. Now recently again. people have been kicking and screaming saying that they do like it. It's not just an opportunity that for them to do free dining a couple times a year and bump up reservations. That'd be too cynical, right? Now they can do their little free dining promotions. Um, Dining plan's interesting. I'll be curious to see what the prices are and if they tweak them and what's included. Um, If the credits are the same. Pent-up travel is coming to an end, parts. That's what we're seeing here. What's that? Pent-up travel. Oh, pent-up, yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Revenge travel, whatever they were calling it. Revenge travel, whatever they call it. That's why you're seeing the discounts at the hotels this summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, two years ago when they could stick it to you, <laughs> did they stick it to you? Yeah, they got theirs. Now they're now they're backpedaling. They got those annual passes. So they turned that spigot on. Now they're going <laughs> to turn on these other ones and try to get that cash flowing back in, right? Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, ultimately, I do think not having to make the park reservations is a benefit generally you know where you're going to go but you don't want to necessarily be locked in if you change your mind while you're on vacation mm-hmm. you shouldn't be penalized for that like oh i didn't realize how much we were all going to enjoy animal kingdom let's do that on our last day instead of magic kingdom again well too bad you can't do that because you already made your reservation Ma- i mean how ridiculous is that like the, like the time that you guys came down mm-hmm. and you did the verbo yeah. And you bought SeaWorld tickets. Like, imagine, like, you show up and they're like, oh, you can't come today? Like, what right. are you talking about? Yeah, sorry, you didn't make a reservation. You're buying freaking movie tickets. Right, exactly. Well, you can't come today. What do you mean? I bought These are valid, these are valid tickets, right? <laughs> yeah, but you didn't check the box. You didn't check the box, parts. Yeah, I don't understand how they ever really got away with that, especially for people that were booking a hotel. Like I could see, I didn't like it, but I could see why they did it for like pass holders and saying, Hey, you got to make a reservation if you're going to come. But like, they basically were telling you, yeah, you could book a, a vacation with us, but you might not be able to get in the parks that you want. Like you said, though, you basically magically reservations appeared if you had a resort stay. Yeah, when I stayed at Port Orleans French Quarter, I couldn't get in. Right. And then I had to change the reservation to when I was staying there. And then all of a sudden, everything was open for you. It was open. 
It was amazing how that works, huh? And, and that and that's fine. I again, just don't lie to me. I don't like being lied to, and I'm not stupid. Right. If they said like, if uh, you just said, look, we're, a we're resort stay guarantees issues. you a entry to a theme park or something, right? Yeah, we're having staffing issues. I understand it. Everybody's having staffing issues. I understand it. Yeah, but don't talk about COVID. Right. In crowd control. And they're still. They even mentioned that in this. Still, the crowd control. For yeah, I don't want. I don't want to hear that. It might right. be crowd control because you can't staff to thirty thousand people at the Magic Kingdom, right? On a daily basis. But the only day that that place was ever closed was Christmas Day and maybe New Year's. Right. Exactly. Two days a year was was when it was actually at capacity. And that was the only park that ever reached capacity. Right. So on a random Saturday, I can go to the to Magic Kingdom. You might yeah. not have the staff to allow for more than 20,000 people to go there, but I just, I just, they just lie. I, I hate the lying and then the PR nonsense with their press releases. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what every big company does, though. Like the PR nonsense. I'm not saying the lying necessarily, but, you know, the, the terms and all the, the fluff language they use for it. The good to go days, like how many of those are there going to be? You think they've already had a few? They were always like bonus days, like on March twelfth, I could go to Epcot and not have to make a reservation. Oh, is that right? I didn't know. Oh that. yeah, they've already they've already had that. They've had those for years. I didn't realize that. Yeah, oh. if you look on like the ca- if you look on the blockout like the calendar, like they'll show like oh you don't even need to make a reservation on this certain day for Epcot or for Animal Kingdom or. Oh, because they they're trying to get people to go without them worrying about like using up one of their reserves. Right, correct. Yep. I see what yep. you mean. Yeah. Yep. Well, hopefully there's a lot of them for your sake. I know you don't go that much with your past, but hopefully like ninety percent of the days are just good to go all I'll the time. I'll tell you, man, back a year or two, they had so much blackouts. I just looked at the calendar. It's green for all four parks for the unforeseeable future. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that, it, well, I don't know if it's just because there's less people going or if they are back to higher capacity staffing levels or whatever you want to say. But, I mean, it makes sense to let the most people in the park that they can, right? Keeping people out that want to go isn't the best business decision. Yeah, but wasn't it, wasn't it that weasel who said that he, yeah, it was, it was uh, Chapek. Who said that he didn't like annual pass holders because we didn't spend enough money? Oh yeah, definitely true. I'm sure he said that, and I'm sure they still believe it. But now they're like the recession-proof people. It's like, well, we need somebody in the parks if people aren't vacationing right now. Let's start. Let's start selling annual passes again and see if we can drum up some business. I mean, all I did was go to the parks just to eat in the restaurants. Yeah, I mean you're. An anomaly. Yeah, I'm that's not, true. I'm not saying you're the only one who does it, but I would say you're in the lower half of, like, less than half people do it the way that you do annual pass holders, and a lot of them are people that just go and hang out and ride rides, which is fine. I mean, that's why you buy the annual pass. I don't Correct. have a problem with people doing it. And you're going to spend, so, like, what percentage of annual pass holders do you think spend nothing when they're in the parks? Yeah, I think there's a lot. I think the weasels are the the local Orlando people, right? But is that like 
ten percent of annual pass holders. Yeah, I don't buy, know. It'd be interesting. Know, and we'll never know. I mean, that's a different really... topic, but you should probably tier that. You know, stick it to yeah. you know. You could almost have tiered passes on based on where you live. That's true. You know, it's a whole 80, 20, 80 percent of it. Do it like a country club membership. You got food and beverage minimums. There's so many different things that they could do, but I think a lot of the Orlando locals are. Imagine that you had a you had to meet your food and beverage minimums. I could meet mine in the first like month. I know, but that would be people would uh, crap themselves if they came out with that. For imagine your sister had a has has a hundred dollar a month minimum. (laughs) She goes once a year. You got to. Well, I guess even if you no, and she even when she was living there. Oh yeah. Yo, they're going to the, with that that pizza place. CC's pizza, CC's yeah. for five bucks. You know, before they go to the parks. You guys want any snacks? I only spent eighty three dollars this month. It's the thirty first. CC's. How is it? Oh, it's not bad. It's five dollar pizza buffet. How good could it be? You wouldn't go there, would you? No, I don't think. Although I did eat that chili cheese dog from All Star Sports. So who can? I, who am I to say? CC's. That's about as bad as it gets. That can't be any any better than a cc's can it no ah yeah yeah if you didn't put the cheese on that i think you would have been fine that's true you're probably right just the hot dog would have been okay oh man the dining plan does excite me because that's something that i might use on a yeah the dining plan is nice isn't it i like i like the dining plan i know you might not make money i'm not looking to do it to make money though but if you can you have that flexibility i really like the dining plan so that's something i might use um you know the extended hours i didn't think they were going to take them away so saying that that's still available that doesn't do a whole lot for me and i'm optimistic about the genie plus thing and seeing what they end up doing with that if they let you pick two or three attractions ahead of time and you pay for it and you could do it 30 days ahead or whatever like i don't have a problem with that no that would be great because that kind of also if they start doing that guess what that's their reservation system they can say oh all these people are booking genie plus attractions at magic kingdom for this day i guess a lot of people are going to magic kingdom that day. You, you know what i mean like mm-hmm. oh it's that, a hell of a lot better than what they're what they have going on right now right i mean it turns into a de facto reservation system if that's how they do it so it's a good way to kind of work around that i think and plus people will be happy like i would be happier spending that 60 to 80 dollars a day guaranteeing three good attractions that i know you know everyone wants to go on and knowing the times of them so i don't have to wake up at seven and then well the only time we can get for thunder mountains at 245 but we wanted to be back at the pool at that time you know now you can kind of pick and choose and work your day around it which is which is great do you have any other thoughts on any of the any of the news here no i think it's all positive I think you could benefit from the dining plan. Like if you, like you said, looking at the prices when they come out and what you can get, that might mm-hmm. be worth it for you going up for a couple of days with the DVC and just get the dining plan and stick with it. Especially on like one of those days where you're planning on 
maybe doing Disney Springs and having a couple meals there or something like that. You've always been a fan of the dining plan, though. Even if you didn't use it that much because you had tables in Wonderland, you always liked oh, it's the, a great, the it's thought a of it. It's a great product. It's a great product. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm glad they're bringing it back. I mean, just to get your mug, it's a great... I love it. I love it. Because I've always the considered mug, yeah. even just buying the mug when I go up there. I don't drink a lot of soda, but, you know, every once in a while, just to have, like, a Coke on the balcony. I feel like I use it enough, and I kind of force myself to use it. Like, coming back from the parks, you fill it up with the Powerade or something if you're thirsty, or you get... Like, in the middle of the day, you get the Coke. Nothing like a fountain Coke. Or the lemonade. Yeah, exactly. Or like she'll get it. You know, she likes a nice tea. Yeah. And the coffee, I mean, you don't really need it for the coffee, but technically you need it for the coffee. It's nice to have. Someone that doesn't drive up, too. I'm not bringing a mug with me either, you know. Yeah, see, for somebody like me, like I bring my powder Gatorade and I have all of my tumblers, so... But like, yeah, if you if you're traveling, if you're getting on an airplane, the mug's just so much easier. Oh, have absolutely. you used the powder Gatorade? Uh, not in a long time. I've had it oh, in the past, not in a long. It's time. such a great product. It's so cheap. Yeah. Do they have the zero? Can you get like the Gatorade Zero in powder? Uh, I've actually been buying it on Amazon. It's almost like half the price of what it is at Publix. Oh, really? Yeah, take a look on Amazon. Because I don't like the full sugar Powerades and Gatorades. I like the the zero. Does it have a better taste to it? It's not as sweet. I don't like the, how sweet some of them are. Anyway, that has nothing to do with, with this. But I think it's good. Hopefully we get more more uh, news playing lip service to the fans. It, it's a good thing. It's better than the alternatives where they say, sorry, you got to keep doing what we're doing, which obviously... The reservations and the Genie Plus people have not. And I'm been just, happy. I'm just be playing devil's advocate and being a pain in the ass. But I think they've just gone off the rail and they have to get it back on. Yeah. So like now it's just... not about sticking. I don't think that they're trying to stick it to everybody like most of these Facebook groups think. But I think for a couple of years they kind of lost focus. Yeah, they got so far off the rails that doing simple stuff that has always been the way seems like right. they're giving us the world all of a sudden. It's like, well, right. no, I'm they should have been not, doing it, this all along. You know, from what I understand, the magical expense it, it it was too expensive, and they couldn't come. They couldn't come. You know, with an agreement with Mears, that's fine. Yeah, and that luggage service, like the and the luggage service went out of business during COVID. Right. I understand it. I get it. But like, to, that you was know, one come out and say thing. that you'd rather pay use you'd rather use Uber is insanity. Right. Yeah, don't try to fool us. Like when that. everybody, your dad, that was what he loved about going to Disney was he didn't have to think. Right. He he put it on his credit card and he was done with it. Right. He could do the dining plan if he wanted. Mm -hmm. He could have it all paid for before he got there and he didn't have. To yeah, spend... it was paid for and he didn't. Have... But then when you had to start thinking, that was what was so great about Disney. You did not have to think about it. Yeah. And then it's well, who am I going to? How am I going to get to the? How are we going to get to the? Our hotel. Well, especially for like he and my mom, who I you could give them a thousand dollars, they wouldn't be able to figure out how to call an Uber. But right, you know right, I mean? exactly. So now they got to do the Mirrors Express and do it ahead of time, or the Sunshine Flyer thing, and it's just another added layer, another wrinkle. Mm -hmm. So I do understand that. 
And God forbid you get into Terminal C, the new terminal over there, and you try to get to like the the ground transportation. It's a di- you have to like go to a different building. I think you have to take a shuttle unless you're doing like an Uber or a taxi. Oh, really? You, you can't even get like the the mirrors or the the Sunshine Fire over there. And they won't drop you off. Like if you're flying JetBlue, which is Terminal C, I mm-hmm. don't think like the Sunshine Flyer even will drop you off over there. From what I've heard, because it's just a, it's a totally separate area from where they go, which is crazy. But that's neither here nor there. Do you think uh what was I gonna say? I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was about the luggage thing we were talking about. That mm-hmm. when they had the luggage check that you could like check in your luggage to go home at the resorts, that was mm-hmm. the best thing. I love that. And mm-hmm. I know, like you said, that company went out of business. There's nothing you could do about right, that. Right. Everybody thinks that that was all Disney and Magical Express, but that was a that was a third party company. Yeah, that was a third party. But that was the best. It was that fantastic. Was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the, the Magical Express was great because it was included in your stay and you could just hop on the bus, but not having to wait for your luggage and do all that, that was the better part for, like, I like that better than just the transportation aspect. Right, you just, you just got on a bus and went to your resort. Yeah. You didn't have to worry about it. It would show up. It might take a while. It didn't always get there before you did, but... You knew that it would be there by the, you know, by the mm-hmm. time you were ready, five o'clock or six o'clock at night, depending on when your flight got in. It was yeah, fine. I mean, the only the few times that I used it, I mean, it was they were there. Yeah. And unlike now, where we just pretty much do resort stays, when you're coming in, and that's your one year vacation, you typically just get into the resort and getting on a bus and going somewhere. Yeah, going to park or Disney Springs and having food or something. Yeah, absolutely. So you didn't really care if you're... It's like now I check in, I need my slippers and my bathrobe, and I'm going to shut the shades and put some golf on, you know? Yeah, which isn't a bad way to do it either. You have any other thoughts, or should we take our second break? We can take our second break. All right, we'll be right back. Right, we are back from break. Episode number four hundred and seventy-five of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. We talk some big news for two thousand twenty-four from Walt Disney World, but uh, we have other other news of our YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash at WDWBTG. We have 
couple new videos up. I know you did the the walks to and from the Treehouse Villas from the main area of, of uh, Saratoga, but you also did your 5K training regimen. Did you watch that? I watched most of it, yeah. That was pretty good. It's good footage, wasn't it? It's very unique. Not many, not many uh, videos like that out there for sure. No. You love having the GoPro, don't you? Oh, the GoPro is so good. Was it on your head or on your chest? So I, so I. <laughs> That's a dumb question to ask, isn't it? So, so yeah. So I have the one. I just I bought the thing for the chest. Yeah, it is a fantastic product because I I was able because I read what you need to have in order to like go on tron and space mountain and stuff oh right yeah so i bought that and it's a fantastic product so we're getting ready we, we're getting ready for the race and everybody's coming to the start line and blah blah so kristen's like look at that buffoon with the gopro so i look over right it's like i go which one she's got that guy over there he's wearing it on his head right so i look he's got it on his head she goes it's the dumbest thing i've ever seen i go <laughs> I go, I've got that accessory. She goes, you got the one to wear on your head? <laughs> I'm like, yes. That's how I do my pool reviews. Of course. I mean, do you have one to wear on your head? Yeah, I wore it at uh, <laughs> Fantasia Gardens. I had it on my head while we were playing mini golf. Did your wife look at you? Or did, like, oh, she yeah, does... she thought I was the stupidest person on earth, yeah. So if she ever spent like a day with me, she'd be like horrified? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah probably so you wore it on your head yeah it was on my it was on my hat as we're playing mini golf that's so dumb isn't it well it's better than having to put the camera down every two seconds oh no doubt it? about it the gopro accessories are so nice aren't they <laughs> i need to really figure out how to incorporate that with my regular sony zve 10 you need kind the accessories of... for that right so you can wear that thing on your head I don't know if you can wear it i mean that's a big no, bulky camera that's what i mean that would be ridiculous the thing with the big lens on it Coming off your noggin. Well, anyway, go to our YouTube page, watch those videos, subscribe, let us know what you think. We do appreciate it. Um, you can find us on all social media at WDWBTG, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com. Search for WDW Beyond the Gates Podcast Family. You can watch Angry New Phil Jr. live from Disneyland this week. He's been going live a few times, giving us updates. Staying at the Grand Californian. Are you jealous of that, Pards? Yeah, I am. I, I'm dying to stay there. He'll be did, on the next week or two to do a trip review. Did he say he walked that for six weeks? Weeks or months? No, I think he said six weeks. Oh, did he? Yeah, I think so. Which you have to get up every day and make sure to extend it. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. And you have to be like right on it, right at what, 7 o'clock or something? Mm -hmm. That sounds like something you would not do. No, no, or you do it for like three weeks and you'd forget nope. one day and you'd lose the whole thing. Nope, nope, not interested. That sounds pretty miserable. Anyway, That's why yeah. Angry New Phil Jr. does it <laughs> because he likes being miserable. Because he likes being miserable. That's, there's some truth to that, I'm sure. Um, yeah, you can also follow us on our website, wdwbtg.com. Subscribe wherever you download podcasts. You can email the show info at wdwbtg.com, Mike at wdwbtg.com, and Gary at wdwbtg.com. Anything else? No, but I'm going to finish it with a trivia question. Okay. I found I, I asked Kristen the hot tub, hot tub tonight, and she had difficulty with this. Okay. 
There is one team in Major League Baseball that has never been to a World Series. Never been to the World never Series. Never been. And I got uh, it right away. Seattle, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, the Seattle Mariners. She said, you know, and she said the Montreal Expos. And I had to think about it. I'm like, why was that not on there? Well, because they're the Nationals. Yeah, so they still... So they they're still, still... the same franchise. Yeah. Right, yep. Seattle Mariners. What did they win? 116 games back in... Oh, yeah. Was it 97, had... 90, 97 when they beat the Yankees in five? And then, I think, what, they lose to Cleveland? Yeah, I think that's in right. The, in the ALCS? Yeah, they, and then last year they had a good, a good team, and they didn't. Yeah, there's. I mean, they're supposed to be real good this year. I don't watch baseball anymore, but yeah, I'm I'm curious. It's a little weird parts. I'm a little. I'm getting curious now about baseball. Yes, that is weird. I don't like because it's just you. It's just it's summer. It's something that happens like on summer nights. I see clips sometimes, and like. There's just something about like a Cubbies game under the lights. There's something about. I just can't get over like pitch clock violations. Yeah, and that's all bothering this me stuff. still. It's still bothering me. Disengagements. There's, you can only have three disengagements. I, was, I don't even know what that means. Like, I'll never forget the old timers at the Rays game. They're the guys that MVs. still like have Sony Walkmans. Yeah. And they look over at me. They're keeping score. Hey, hey, what does that mean on the scoreboard? What, what? MVs. Like, yeah, mound. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Garrett, my Google phone. It. I'm Googling. Yeah. Oh, mound visits. We put that on scoreboards now. Very dumb. All right, we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, you can wrap it up. Question. All right, that's going to do it for episode number 475 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For my co-host, Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Now it's time to say goodbye to all See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you.